uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. We've all worked in offices and we all know the way in which different people use technology varies massively depending on their personality type. From the tech-savvy executive to the desk phone-orientated receptionist, everyone uses technology in different ways to find their most productive outcomes. Plantronics, who specialise in hardware solutions that enhance communication and collaboration platforms like Microsoft Teams or Skype for Business, have examined this in much more detail. Their research into the effect of personas on working habits is the focus of today's podcast. I am joined by their Director of Enterprise Solutions Marketing, Jennifer Adams, who knows all about it. I started by asking Jennifer to explain a bit of the background behind their persona research. Have a listen. Plantronics has been doing research into work styles in the workforce for uh, about the last five years. And what we do is we look at the behaviors, how people are communicating, what devices they're using to communicate, um, how their technology adoption is, how they can relate that back to whether they're likely to use a solution like Microsoft Teams. And we can use this information to help inform our customers and our channel partners around what things to look out for around adoption of Microsoft Teams with relationship to the people who actually use these solutions. Yeah, because adopting uh, and effectively collaboration, although it's been around for a few years in various different flavors, is, is a relatively new technology platform, isn't it? And and implementing a solution, whether it be Microsoft Teams or, or other collaboration platform, is a, is a lot of work. And it's not a case of just putting in and, and letting people run with it. There's a lot of user adoption is, is, the, is the critical piece. So I'm assuming that that persona research helps a lot in terms of making sure that users get maximum effect. It does. I, what, I, mean, I think what it comes down to is that what we're hearing from customers and also it's being backed up by industry analysis analysts is that the success of solutions like Skype for Business and Teams is actually at risk. Um, there was a recent study by Nemerdes that with over 700 IT professionals globally that found that almost half of them rated their adoption as very low or stagnant. So for Plantronics, our business is to be close to the user, literally. Uh, we're a body-worn device. And we found that there is a link between how people work and their likelihood to adopt technologies like Microsoft Teams. And that's important for our customers and partners because you know, adoption equals consumption, uh, you know, and if you think of consumption of being the license that customers are, are, are subscribing to, um, their return on investment and the renewals of those solutions are also at risk. So it's a broader issue than just um, the initial adoption or uptake. It's, you know, it's actually a business problem for a lot of customers because if they don't get adoption, they don't get return on their investment. So we did a quantitative survey uh, out to over 2,500 respondents globally, and then we followed it up with a qualitative uh, interviews that helped understand a little bit more about the more personal aspects uh, to give the personas more more life and a little bit more personality. So this is research that we do with a, with a third-party agency that actually specializes in this type of research, and um, it is a, a global research that we do. So as I mentioned, we started doing it in 2013. We uh, just refreshed our research within the last year, and it's been really interesting for us to see the uh, 
the shift in, in how people are working generally over time. And so we have some really interesting data points as well that I can share about what, what changed generally for these work styles across all, all of the uh, work styles that we have. And, and I'm assuming that potentially coincides with sort of the, the rise in collaboration. Obviously, we were talking about Microsoft Teams and, the, and those collaborative applications, but some of those changes that, that you must have noticed must be reflected in that development. Yeah, there's a few things that are interesting, actually. And for this audience, probably not that surprising. But there's a trend for, for voice traffic to be on the decline on desktop devices and on the increase in other platforms like the PC and mobile device. So that's really driven by mobility and flexible work, which we are seeing happening across uh, organizations globally. Uh, we saw about a 7% decline uh, in the time that people spent in an office environment from the last time we did the survey. And related to that, we actually saw about a 5% 5 5 increase overall in the use of video calls. So we are starting to see users use video a little bit more often. Um, we, I think one of the biggest surprises in all of this is that even though technology has continued to evolve, uh, people reported that they actually have more pain points around communication than they did back in 2013. So the technology is improving, but it's not necessarily solving all of the communication pain points that users are reporting. That's really interesting. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, as this develops going forward and, and as your research develops in terms of whether we see, the, and you would expect the trends to continue in terms of the, the rise in video and the decline of voice on a, on a desktop device, but, but also, as you, it's really interesting you said that the pain points have potentially increased. Do you think that's something to do with the, the amount of platforms? As you said, the technology is increasing, but it seems within an enterprise or even within a, a small medium business, that there are more platforms being used for different things. Yeah, I think that it's the proliferation of platforms, and I think it's also the fact that not all of the platforms talk to each other or interoperate with each other. And so it really means that the user has to change their behavior based on what platform they're using, and that oftentimes is more com it introduces more complexity, and uh, people feel like they're having more trouble staying connected. I think also as flexible work uh, increases the dependency on having good net network connections and you know even trying to do video from home for a lot of people becomes quite challenging with their bandwidth um, of their Wi-Fi so there's a lot of different challenges that that you know both the technology is enabling but also causing so I think it's interesting to, to think about that you know we have to be a little bit aware of how, um, you know, changing things, even something that seems small, like changing usage from Skype for Business over to Teams, any type of change like that introduces um, new potential challenges. And I think that, you know, it's there's been so much technology um, evolution in the last few years that the users are really bearing the brunt of being able to figure out how to how to use all of these things together and stay productive. So in terms of the personas, does it does it bring back a different sort of persona types? What what's sort of the overview findings from the research? Sure. So um, with regard to the, the stat that I just gave about, you know, adoption being rated very low by many IT professionals, one of the data points from our own research is that um, our 
own research shows that only 14% of users in a typical enterprise environment are highly likely to adopt. And so when we look at the fact that we're not seeing adoption and that our data points show that there's really only one work style that shows the highest likelihood to adopt and that, that work style occurs in about 14% of an enterprise. Um, it does show and, and backs up the stats that we're seeing out there. And, and that's just one way that we can look at the research that we have. So a, a very small percentage of an organization potentially at the beginning are most likely to, to get full adoption. And I'm, I'm assuming those are probably the most tech savvy people within the organization, although that's an, that's an assumption on my part. How, how can this research and what you do at Plantronics try to improve that, that, that success rate or that adoption rate over the life, life cycle of a, as a technology implementation? So I think one important factor is to understand that the work styles vary quite a bit. Um, oftentimes when you'll hear customers talk about their users, they think of them in very broad terms. And so this research has really allowed us to educate our customers that there are basically seven distinct collaborative work styles in an organization. And they do uh, run the gamut between you know, low likelihood to adopt technology and high likelihood to adopt technology. Some are office-based, some work more flexibly. So it's important for us to educate our customers on the likelihood of different factors in their work, uh, the work styles that are in their organization so that they can better plan. So if they have, you know, a large percentage of uh, a persona that's less likely to adopt technology, they know that going into the deployment and can plan for extra training or making sure that the devices that they have work with more traditional technologies like a desk phone to help ease users into the transition of unified communications. And do those seven uh, adoption types, do they tend to correlate to particular departments within businesses or is that too much of a, a, a sort of a stereotype from from my part um you know it's interesting because in some persona work that i've seen out there in the industry there is a tendency to focus on job role as opposed to the behavior behind uh behind the person working in that role so the example that i like to give is that i work in a team where i i have uh, marketing managers who report, uh, who work with our alliance partners. Um, they have the exact same title. I have two people who have the exact same title, but their work styles are completely different. One of them is 100% remote. The other one is based in the office. Um, they have the same job title. And if you were just looking at job title and trying to provision technology based on that, you wouldn't get it right. So the idea of a persona-based approach that Plantronics has taken is really more about the uh, the behavioral aspects of how these work styles operate inside a workforce. And that helps us get much more actionable recommendations for these users. So how can businesses go about, before they look at implementing these solutions, and, and obviously they do potentially lots of other work uh, internally on their ICT systems and network to make sure that they're, they're capable of implementing a solution, but maybe not as much research is done on the on the on the crucial the squishy part with the the users at the end how can, how can businesses go about looking at that in, in terms of how ready they are for adoption and what things they can do to improve 
one of the things that's really important for them to keep in mind is that um, one size does not fit all when it comes to provisioning technology. Uh, while Microsoft Teams may be one piece of technology, it needs to be used by a variety of different work styles and understanding the different nature of those work styles and which ones are more likely to adopt versus less likely to, to adopt will help for planning and being able to get that return on investment. Um, I think one of the other important things too is to understand that adoption is just not a one-time thing. It's something that occurs over a period of time. Uh, and so what we always encourage customers to do is benchmark adoption from the beginning of a rollout to midway through, maybe you know three months in and six months in. So uh, we actually use, uh, we have a software that we call Plantronics Manager Pro that not only helps customers manage the uh, headset as an asset and be able to do software updates and things like that, but it also allows them to run reports about usage and adoption over time. And so you can actually benchmark the devices that have been rolled out down to actually the, you know, the personal user, uh, how often they're being used and not, so that you have the opportunity to get in front of adoption issues. Well, and I'm assuming that that particular feature of Manager Pro, as you mentioned, alongside all of the, the other features and, and benefits that it has, I'm assuming that particular feature is something that, as you said, you can you can realize quickly if you're, if you're going the wrong way after you've implemented a solution. If, if adoption is stagnating or even, you know, on some sort of downturn, you can realize that and a business or an organization could potentially make changes working with you guys and working with the provider of the collaboration solution to, tr to try and rectify that. Yeah, for sure. One of the things that I that I like to do is I use an example of two of the personas that we have in the in the uh, in the persona research. So we have seven personas, as I mentioned, um, three of them are office based. Three of them work more flexibly, and one would fall into the category of what we call a connected executive. So when we look at the, you know, one of the office-based personas that is called uh, the office communicator, um, this is a person that is 100% office-based, skews a little bit older, and tends to be less tech-savvy. She uses her desk phone as the primary communication device, but she has some mix of other uh, mobile and PC use for calls. Um, but she uses less devices on average to communicate compared to other personas, and only 21% of Olivia's are likely to adopt collaboration technology. So we call the office communicator Olivia. And she's less likely to use a headset compared to other personas. And when it comes to uh, technologies like video, for video calls, she's only 1% likely. So that is an example of a, of a work style that puts Skype for Business or Teams adoption at risk. But then you can compare that to that connected executive that I was talking about, and that's a persona that we call Carl, and that is the opposite of Olivia in almost every way. He works everywhere, uses a lot of devices to communicate, and is the most likely of any of the personas to adopt collaboration technology. So he's most likely to use a headset, most comfortable using video calls. 88% uh, of, of the Carls will use video compared to the 1% uh, with, the with the office communicators. So, you know, this, this work style is more your adoption evangelist, and that is a work style that's aspirational inside an organization. And so I always tell uh, IT teams that if they, if they want to put their solutions to a test in, in a pilot, 
um, finding the the connected executives in the in the organization will help make sure that that technology gets put through its paces and really the exposure to a work style who's most likely to adopt it. So those two extreme examples are a way that we can look at the impact or the potential effect of not being able to take distinct work styles into account. I really like the way that you you attach names to the different personas. That makes it much more easy. That makes it much easier for me to to remember and and appreciate. So in that example, were those the two ends of the spectrum? So the the Olivia or the office communicator, effectively the least likely to to engage with technology, and and the connective executive, the Carl, the the, the most likely. Correct. Yes, and there is a there's a there's a, a range in between with other work styles that, depending on their level of mobility or how much time they spend communicating, that would that they would fall into different persona categories. But at Plantronics, when when you're talking to customers about collaboration solutions uh, and you're lo- looking at their um, employee estate, their their people within the organisation. How can you guys at Plantronics and how do you help try to address the needs of both ends of the spectrum, of the Olivia's and of the cars within the business? Is that by, as you said, I know you mentioned before, using a variety of different devices, whether that be desk phones or or, or the Plantronics. I mean, I have a Plantronics headset right next to me. What, what are sort of the best ways of addressing that? So I, I think one of the most helpful ways to look at that might be looking at the different recommendations I would make between an office communicator, which is the Olivia, and a Carl. So from a devi- device perspective, I would uh, encourage companies to be sure to consider keeping a desk phone for Olivia. Um, and Plantronics has a Savvy 700 series wireless headset system. That actually helps with UC adoption because it actually connects to a desk phone, but also has a connectivity to a PC and a mobile phone at the same time, which means for Olivia, there's little change in communication between devices because the headset is then the unifying element that simplifies things for that work style. So that's an example of how you can mitigate some of Olivia's uh, challenges around adopting newer technologies by keeping the technology shift a little bit more simple. But when you look at Carl or the connected executive from a device perspective, he works very flexibly. So devices that connect to both a PC and mobile phone uh, at the same time will be a great choice for Carl. So we have a Voyager UC series of products that um, that helps be able to stay connected, whether you're in the office uh, making calls through over your PC uh, or you're on uh, on the road uh, on your mobile uh, making calls that way. And so those are kind of two examples of, you know, Olivia is 100% office-based um, and Carl is much more flexible in his work style. And so you can actually look at the devices that they're using with it, with their technology, whether it be their mobile phone, their PC, or a desk phone, to be able to simplify and better match the work style uh, to the user. I mean, it's, re- it's really fascinating, and I realise we've sort of done, touched a very high-level overview. If the listeners want to find out more about the different personas, I mean, I feel slightly sorry that I've neglected everyone else apart from Olivia and Carl. I'm assuming there's there's five <laughs> people in between. So where where can we go to find out more about about the research uh, and the different results? There's a good amount of information available on Plantronics.com, 
and uh, we also make that information available for our partners as well. So uh, there is also some information inside of the Microsoft Teams My Advisor that some partners use as well um, to understand how to build out and deploy Teams. Uh, we do provide our persona research uh, to the partner community for Microsoft to, to leverage as well. And we also do provide um, the research study that we did we have a, a tool that we use that our customers can actually run the survey inside their own organizations to find out exactly uh, what percentage of each work style they have in their environment to best provision. And that's something that we do uh, offer through our uh, sales organization and being able to, to map that activity. The latest research that we did was actually expanded. So we, instead of 2,500 people across three different countries, we did 4,500 people across eight countries. And that really helped us have an expanded view of not only mature markets like, um, you know, the U.S. and yeah. Germany versus uh, China and India um, to really understand the differences between emerging markets and uh, more mature markets when it comes to work style shifts. And, and there are obviously some very interesting things between how people in emerging markets are working quite differently and ultimately much more flexibly than in some of the mature markets. And then another thing is that, you know, the percentage of Olivia's or office communicators in mature markets is actually uh, almost double what it is in, in markets like uh, India, China, Mexico, or Brazil. Well, that is it's really, really interesting. So we'll also include uh, some some links and some documents as well on the, on the supporting article for this podcast, uh, so the listeners can can find a way to have a look at that in a bit more detail. But in the meantime, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. It's really interesting hearing about the, the different personas. Yeah, you're welcome. It's always a, it's a it's a subject of passion for me because I think that there's so much opportunity for uh, the people in in a workforce to be treated a little bit more uniquely, and uh, and I think it helps people feel more appreciated by their companies, and I think it makes uh, companies have a better understanding of how to be successful. And, and I should have asked just before I left did did you get to name one of the personas after yourself? Is there a Jennifer in the list? <laughs> there is not a Jennifer in the list. No. So uh, the other personas that uh, that we have are um, we have a uh, office collaborator, and that is Dirk. We have a office warrior who, who is someone who is highly mobile inside the corporate environment, and that is Carol. Uh, we then have a remote worker who works 100% from uh, remote locations, and that's Richard. Uh, we also have a, a flexible worker who works has high mobility but works across different uh, different locations, and that's Faye. Uh, we have your road warrior, uh, that's Ray, and he tends to work very, very uh, mobily, high mobile uh, and travel uh, percentages. And then you have Carl, the connected executive. So those are our uh, seven personas, and there's a, a lot more detail behind and research behind each of those work styles um, and encourage everyone to, to learn much, as much as they can about the, the people who work in their, in their environment. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, we'll include some links so people can can look at, at, at those personas in a bit more detail. I, th I still think without having looked fully at the research, my, my favourite will be Olivia, but I'll have to check out the full research first. But Jennifer, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. 
That was really interesting. So massive thanks to Jennifer and to Plantronic for sharing the research with us on the podcast. Definitely my favourite fictional persona is Olivia, as I think I know a few in the real world. As Jennifer said, if you want to know more about the research, head to Plantronics.com and take a look there for the full list of personas. Also, if you want more news on Plantronics in general, how they're integrating with Polycom, there is loads on our website at uctoday.com. That's it for today's episode. There's loads more to come on out loud in the next few episodes, so stay tuned for more unified comms and collaboration topics. As always, though, thanks for listening.